you get paid in relation to the size of the problems that you solve. You small, solve small problems, you get paid small money. You solve big problems, you get paid big money. Hello and welcome to Pillars of Wealth Creation, where we talk about creating financial success with a special focus on business and real estate. I'm your host, Todd Dexheimer. Now, let's get to it. Well, welcome back to Pillars of Wealth Creation. I'm your host, Todd Dexheimer. Today, I have Josh Allage with me. Josh, how are you doing? Todd, I'm awesome. Thank you. Awesome. A little bit about Josh. He is a U.S. Navy veteran, so thank you for your service, and launched upmyinfluence.com to help entrepreneurs attract the perfect audiences and grow their brands without the crazy costs associated with traditional PR companies. Up My Influence's purpose is to democratize access to influence. Josh believes that he he has moral imperative to help entrepreneurs serve the world with their collective messages while growing their revenue. Up My Influence was the natural outgrowth of his first startup, savingsangel.com, which has grossed more than $6 million in sales with less than $500 in advertising. We're going to have to jump into that. He did it all through building authority and serving audiences in the media. Josh is a weekly TV consumer expert in Orlando, writes a syndicated newspaper column to 1.1 million readers and regularly appears on more than 75 TV stations across the country. All told, Josh has appeared in media more than 2,000 times. And you live in Orlando, Florida with your wife and three kids. So I want to start right away with talking about this $6 million worth of sales with less than $500 of advertising. Because that seems impossible. Uh, well, you know, someone once said, uh, it was the founder of Geek Squad, said that advertising is the tax you pay for being unremarkable. And, uh, you know, my approach is, you know, that I would rather spend as much time as I can giving value, serving, just giving it away, like finding ways that you can bring value to people, solve their needs, solve their problems, and do so without your, you know, without putting your hand outstretched saying, okay, well, you know, thanks for clicking on my ad. Now let me sell you something. I just think that that's a bad way to try to initiate a relationship. It doesn't really work that well in dating when you're, you know, everything's just purely transactional. And instead, I think in human relationships, the more that we could just focus on, listen, I'm just going to be a contributor here. Like I'm just going to be a good person and try to make the world a better place. And let's see what happens. <laughs> right. So it's a little bit more, it'll feel like more of a longer play to do that. And we'll talk about very tactically exactly like what I do, what I've done and what I teach. Uh, but what's really great about this is that once you have built up uh, and you've been on a lot of stages, uh, both physically, virtually, whatever it is, right? Eventually, you're going to get to a point where you, you kind of don't need to advertise. I mean, you could, and I'm not saying you shouldn't, but I think, again, you got to treat it like um, a tax. And it's like, you know, you, sh- you know, go ahead and do that, especially if you can create positive ROI. I just happen to think that there's more efficient ways of getting to a kind of earning the trust in an audience and in a culture now where we are naturally skeptical of being advertised to 
and sold to. And I think we need to be honest about what is our behavior. Now, a lot of times this comes down to who are you trying to attract? And if you're trying to attract someone that maybe is just very, very, um, you know, very um, kind of more entry-level consumer or entry-level business owner, then yeah, you know, you could probably throw a bunch of money into paid ads and you probably get them into a funnel and have them follow the traditional sales funnel path. Um, but you know, I, that's not usually who I work with. I tend to work with, not with Savings Angel, but without my influence, we tend to work with folks that are, they're doing pretty good business already. Like they're making six figures or beyond. Um, so traditional sales funnels just aren't going to work for that audience. We got to do something a little bit different. <laughs> for sure. For sure. And, and I think uh, there's a lot of people that go, well, traditional sales like wouldn't work for my business. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and like right now I've got a couple things that I am wanting to attract the right people. And that's the key is there's the right people. And where I look at, I've got a real estate conference coming up. Mm -hmm. Right. And we want to get, 200 to 250 people there, but we just don't want people there, right? We, yeah. we want the right people there. We want people that are wanting to take their real estate and their business to that next level. We want A players. We just don't mm -hmm. want people to take up space. Yeah. So that's who we want to speak to and grow. Same thing with like my investors. I want the right investors. I just don't want just somebody that has yeah. money. I want, I need the right person that, ha that is actually going to be a fit for my business. So how do you go about finding the right people and not just people? Yeah. So, you know, there are some people that will argue that it's just about targeting and that sort of thing, but that gets really expensive simply because a players don't generally click on ads like it, it's mm -hmm. and it's really competitive like everybody's still paying like all this money to try and get in front of like eight players or like really really qualified buyers and by the way when i use this terminology it's not saying that one person is better than another it's yeah, just yeah. you know again if i'm operating a company uh that's you know we're, and we're on the inc 5000 i'm sorry but there's just going to be a lot of other providers and companies that are competing to try and get in front of that person. And the reality is that they just don't engage with, with uh, advertising as much. I mean, here's the reality. Just a couple, and I'm going to give you a lot of like book recommendations and, and a lot of evidence to support what I'm talking about. One book that I'm going to recommend that everybody read is you need to understand where consumers have evolved to. So a book that came out last year, is called Marketing Rebellion by Mark Schaefer. So I have led I have studied and led consumer behavior for over 13 years now as America's savings angel. I know, uh, I was telling consumers 12, 13 years ago, don't you ever believe advertising? Instead, do your own research and here's how to easily do that. Well, today we live in an era where nobody ever has to have a question that can go unanswered. And in fact, like 99% of questions can be answered on the internet and you don't need to talk to anybody about that. You just need to know where to find that information. So a lot of How times today, consumers, before they'll ever go to an event, they'll register for an event, they'll register for a webinar, they'll certainly buy anything, they're going to check you out. And so yeah. um, it's really important to understand what is the journey? What's the customer journey of my potential client, my potential customer? What are they going to do when they first, they, they, there's that first impression? Where do they go from there? 
Well, it's wonderful that I share with them all of these testimonials and all this other stuff, but in reality, they're going to go see what other people have to say about me. And so, or they're going to check out my social proof on my social media, or they're going to see, are there third, are there reviews written on third party sites? Are there, uh, are they listed in any directories? Are they, are, is there media written around this person? And if there's not, Listen, that's not necessarily a black flag, but it's definitely not a green check mark. And we want to accumulate as many green check marks in the minds of our consumers as possible. The more we can earn, the easier the sale is going to be. Um, and so if somebody, if you've done this right and someone can spend hours learning about you and watching all your videos and listening to your podcasts and getting to know you and reading your book and all this other really low risk stuff on their part, well, by the time you talk with them, I mean, it doesn't matter what you're going to say. I mean, they're ready. They're like, they're like, hey, I'm a fan. And this, yeah. we want to create raving fans. And that's, that's kind of the idea. So how do, we, how do we generate reviews? Oh, gosh. And those matter so much today, you know, especially depending on, you know, what it is that you sell. Um, so here, there's a number of ways that we do this. Okay, first off, uh, where, where are reviews kept? Well, so the big ones for most of us are going to be on our Facebook page. Uh, another one, if you're not dominating right now, you're really missing the boat is Google My Business. Google is really evolving this in a big way. Um, another one would be, I'd say, LinkedIn personal reviews on your LinkedIn profile, depending on what you do. I'm a huge fan of that. And then, of course, collecting really great customer stories on your website. So what is it that consumers are looking for in terms of reviews? Well, they need to be believable. They need to look like real people. Because at the end of the day, Todd, what we do is when we're looking at a company, we're going to say, yeah, but does this work? It's great that these other people said this, but is this going to work for me? And so the way that we do what we do is we look for reviews of people that either look like us or kind of like, oh, hey, they're an agency owner. I'm an agency owner. They're a real estate investor. I'm a real estate investor. They're in Minnesota. I'm in Minnesota, right? And so we're like, if it worked for them, it can work for me. Mm -hmm. So um, how do you collect those reviews? Well, there's a really good book that I read, um, Stacy Randall. Gosh, she was a guest on my podcast, and it was Endless Referrals Without Asking. And so one of the biggest things, because we all get those like requests or like, oh, the greatest compliment you can give is a referral. And you could do that, but I think it's a little heavy-handed personally. The best thing you could do to get a lot of referrals and a lot of reviews is create culture in your community where you celebrate the people who do that and you talk about oh my gosh like that's one thing our people do is they love writing reviews it's just and you make you got to make it so super easy for them you have to celebrate the heck out of them when they do that and then you keep telling this story of this is just what you do right you create this when in rome thing where it's like when in Rome, this is, you know, you do as the Romans do. When you're part of our community, 
this is just what you do. And so you tell those stories of how this is just what everybody does. And then you make it real easy for people to do that. You collect video reviews by, you know, having a plugin on your website uh, where, you know, you send an email and they can reply with video and you coach them and you tell them exactly what to say and do so that they can, you know, it's where the reason why most people don't leave reviews is because they don't know what to say. Even if they're a fan, it's like, it feels like too much work to create that stuff from scratch. And so they refuse to do it. But I'll tell you that one of the biggest, especially for those of us like in B2B, like imagine, Todd, what would happen if you went out and over the next 90 days, you went and wrote 90 reviews for other business owners that you would potentially like to partner with or have them send you business back. What do you imagine would happen at the end of that 90 days? If you're, I mean, when I get a review, I'm like over the moon, excited and happy about that. So it's a great win-win for everybody. Um, you know, just sharing your thoughts and opinions on how the world works. And I'll tell you that your audience really likes it. So when I talk about products and services I love, I know my audience really loves that. So we're all in our own way. We're like all like mini influencers. Yeah. Yeah. No, a lot, a lot of good stuff there. I really like when you said, just make it a part of your culture, you know, just. Yes, it works. Yeah. It's, it's, it's so easy. So obvious, but you just don't do it. Like yeah. most people don't. And, and then also making it easy for people. If, people. if it's not easy for people, if people don't know exactly where to go, exactly how to do yeah. it, they're just not going to take the time. They got other stuff they're doing and they don't want to take the time to do it. And yeah. maybe they want to give you a review, but if it's like, Oh, where do I click? How do I find yeah. it? Yeah. And you have to be careful with this. You got to do it very ethically, but there's always yeah. one of the best ways to evoke this too, is you don't want to, bribe people and you got to be ethical about it. But the way that I generally recommend this is I like, if I want to review from someone, like I'll offer to write them a review first. And I don't even ask, ask for one in return initially. Um, I'll, I'll imply it later. So that would be one, if you don't mind doing kind of one-on-one review exchanges, that's totally fine. Offer to do it first, but see this is, and I hope we talk about this. So this could kind of fits into my whole strategy on how I've been able to do this is kind of following this Bob Berg go-giver philosophy where you give value first and then you just see where the relationship goes. So another thing you can do, um, is that, you know, let's say you were to send an email out to your individual customers. Well, don't send an email blast. That's impersonal and that's not. Don't send impersonal stuff if you want personal stuff back. That's a good quote. I'm going to wow. use that, I think. I'll tweet that later. That's, that's good <laughs> stuff. Like, but you wouldn't send an email blast out, hey, do something nice for me, right? That wouldn't go over very well because people are like, well, that was kind of impersonal. But instead, right. is what is it worth to you? Well, it listen, you know, if we've got like 40, 50 clients right now, it would probably be a great weekend for me to send 40 to 50 personal emails. Um, and in my case, I would send them a video email and just say, you know, hey, Todd, you know, listen, we're so grateful to work with you. I just want to say thank you again. Um, one thing, if you, I don't know if you'd be open to this, um, but, you know, we're looking to create some more customer stories. And, I, you know, I just love our relationship right now. If you have 30 seconds, I included a couple of notes below this video. Um, if you could click on this link and leave a quick video message, I would be so grateful. I'd be happy to link to it. I will promote that and backlink to your website across all our social media. Like, so you could see like, like yeah. part of the experience 
is so in in his mind, you know, he's like thinking, oh, okay, well, I'm going to get something out of this. And he left some notes for me. So I kind of, all I have to do is kind of look at the bullet points like, yeah, well, I don't really agree with that one, but yeah, that one. (laughs) (laughs) Right. And so like, then that way you just make it so brain dead easy, click a link, bam, you know, a video thing comes up or like a review box comes up. And by the way, like we, um, we actually have a service that we're going to be doing where we can kind of set all of this up for you. Um, it, we're going to set that. We're going to create that in March. So I'm looking for some beta testers. If someone's like really interested in that, um, cool. cause this is one thing that we've managed this pretty well, uh, in the past and we could, yeah. So anyway, we could help with that. Cool. Cool. A lot of good stuff there. Really, really cool stuff. Um, so, so, so those of you, let's go back to my example of, of the conference or however, or anything really, uh, for, for anybody who wants to create this audience, what are three to five kind of steps that really help you get there with spending like, like you know, you built a $6 million business with $500. Mm-hmm. Um, and not saying we only need to spend 500, maybe we spend 2,500, maybe we spend, uh, 5,000. I don't, I don't know what that dollar amount is, but how do we take some easy steps to get to that influence level to really drive what we want our message? Yeah. So, you know, the, the big thing is you have to think about the customer journey and the, the customer journey, because ultimately what do we want? We, we want people to, Ultimately, we want to be able to provide our highest value and we, we should get compensated for that. And, but you, you, you always want to, by the way, whatever, uh, just a little bit of a aside, right? You always need to set up your products and services so that you always over deliver. Like you should always give way more value than what you're asking for in return. Otherwise, it doesn't make sense as a business. If you're like, are you going to pay me $1,000 and get $100 worth of value? You're not going to be in business very long. All right, so that's the first thing, right? You have to think about, well, you begin the journey, write out the journey with the end in mind. How do I get people down to this bottom of this funnel? And what can I give them that will just make them, you know, they'll be so excited to go from step to step to step. And you got to make it so seamless and so fluid that you don't want to like, if you think about like this journey that they're going to go on, it's kind of like a a highway and you don't want to give them too many off ramps unless they disqualify themselves. And so, um, so for example, let let me kind of share like our quick customer journey, like on how we do this with up my influence. So when we engage with someone, we start by, so I'm a big fan. And by the way, um, Bob Berg, The Go-Giver, or you could read The Go-Giver Sells More. Um, that book changed my life. Uh, and um, it, it, it just, it, it is really philosophically how I do business today. So you, you create an offer that's a no-brainer. Like, and it's not like given white papers. It's not, hey, let's have a, let's, you know, let's, you know, pick each other's brains. You know, like that, like that stuff. Like nobody has time for, ain't nobody got time for that, right? right? You got to be able to give away something that people legitimately like, Okay, cool. Yeah, of course I'll do that. Like you've got to come up with whatever that thing is, right? Maybe it's you're doing something for free for them. Maybe you're offering to make them look good. Maybe you're going to promote them. Um, there's a lot of things you can do. And um, by the way, we do a lot of strategy around this with our clients and help them find out what this thing is. So then ultimately we can help them with this. But then, so you create that, make it seamless for people to grab the time with you, have the chat give the service, serve them, do something, do a solid for them. It's like, you think about like who you do business with. Most of us 
you know, we do one of two things, right? We either do a lot of research and then we make a decision or a lot of times I'm like, hey, who do you, who does your taxes? Like, and I started asking in my network and I want to know who has personal relationship. And I like to do business with people with whom there's some personal connection. Like when I get those referrals, like I, like 80, 90% of those people sign up when we get a personal referral recommendation, which is why I like referrals. Right. Um, so, um, so that's the thing, right? Is you got to make it so super easy for them to sign up. Then you got to have a masterful next step. And that is where you talk about, you know, if you give the thing away and you ask the question, you're like, well, Todd, you know, it's great having you on the podcast. Are, are you looking to be on more podcasts or are you looking to kind of grow your visibility or get seen and celebrated for your work? And then I'm just kind of funny. I'm referring to you in third person here. Todd would say, <laughs> well, yeah, you know, it'd be great. And it's like, well, do you, do you have like other people in your space? Do do they get kind of seen and celebrated? Are they getting media attention? They're like, yeah. And like, well, wouldn't it be cool to kind of get that same thing? They're like, yeah. So it's like, so they're like, well, cool. That because that's what we do. Um, let's grab thirty minutes. Let's um, and then you got to book it right there, right? Don't leave things to chance. That's one thing that I've had to learn myself, to be honest with, because I failed at this a lot. Um, say, great, let's grab thirty minutes next week, and we'll we'll chat about it and see if it makes sense for us to partner. And by the way, like when I communicate with people, like I always say, and listen, totally your call. Like if it works, great. If it doesn't, not a problem. Like I'm always happy to refer people to you and, and that sort of thing. Like you never want to feel like, it's like don't even bother with the used car sales stuff anymore. It's just people hate that. They, they, everyone knows what you're doing. Don't do that stuff. Um, and so you schedule the follow-up appointment. And then again, you, you want to have like, you build into this like lots of just great touch points. One thing I've learned about closing people that are higher net worth or busier or a, a type, type A people, people are already busy in business is they're mo they spend a lot of their time in the tyranny of the urgent. They're always putting out fires, they're always solving big problems. Um, so to add one more thing to their list is kind of a hard ask. So you, 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 you got to make it ridiculously easy and you got to stay top of mind, but not in a, hey, you ready to buy yet, ready to buy yet, ready to buy yet, ready to buy yet. You got to bypass that. Instead, you just start getting to work. Um, and that's the thing I'm telling you, it is it, like we were able to, I'll give you some numbers here. Like in May of last year, we started really implementing this process and we've even iteratively improved on it. But within between May and November of last year, just without my influence, we had like 20 some thousand dollars in our sales pipeline in, in May. By November, in, it was, which was, that had been, what, five months or so later, it was north of $200,000 monthly recurring revenue in our pipeline. Now, we still have to close a lot of these people. Honestly, you know, these people have all expressed buying signals, but, you know, they, they don't, our people, our clients don't necessarily buy right out of the gate. Yeah. Um, that's not the way our services work, but we want that relationship. Because if I keep on giving and I keep on investing in those people, eventually a strong percentage of them will buy. And that's, that's all we do for business. We don't, I don't do Facebook ads and that's fine for people who do. We don't. Hmm. Interesting. Uh, like why, so why not, why not Facebook ads? Why not Google funnels, uh, you know, or whatever, all that stuff. Why not? I could tell you for me, cause I'm horrible at it. <laughs> I've failed at it so many times. I've lost so much money trying to experiment with it. Yeah. Um, and I think a lot of it again has to do with who the audience is. Yeah. So again, if you're selling volleyball nets or whatever, and you're selling to uh, beach outdoor enthusiasts, cool. 
go for it, do it. Uh, and, and advertising is probably going to work. If you're selling to low level, entry level entrepreneurs, which there are a lot of those mm -hmm. folks out there, you know, yeah. go into the Jeff Walker, you know, uh, stuff, you know, product launch formula, and you, you know, you can follow something like that. And that's probably going to work pretty well for that audience. You know, once you start looking at ALVs, average lifetime values of, thou you know, with the multiple thousands of dollars, that's a different, generally a different kind of person. So we're a service provider. Um, you know, we help people go from invisible to seen and celebrated. And we help them, you know, fill that, that, that emotional need. But, you know, it's something that we can't do for free. And it's not anything we could do. We do lots of stuff pro bono for free for our audiences. But, you know, for our services, you know, generally they start at about $1,000 a month on up but we get results. But again, not everybody can afford that. So we know that. So um, with those people who are potential good clients for that, we invest a lot of money and effort up in the, in, into the relationship. And we, which by the way, we may never work with them, but we still think it's the right thing to do is just give freely and, and then people let people sort themselves. A lot of good stuff so far. I want to, I want to switch gears a little bit and talk about a mistake that you've made along the way. You can pick anything. I'm sure there's <laughs> maybe one or two, uh, but you can pick anything. And then how did you learn and grow from it? Yeah. Uh, listen, um, I'm going to say sales is the thing that I have made so many mistakes on over <laughs> the years. You know, when I owned, uh, and, and by the way, I should say Savings Angels, my seventh business venture. I have failed in business six other times before that. Some fairly gracefully, others pretty horribly. Uh, you know, I've lost two houses, went through bankruptcy, had to live with my in-laws for 10 months, um, you know, as an adult with two kids. Like that's, <laughs> that's pretty humbling. It's sucks. Humbling. Yeah. Um, as a man, it like, you know, it was horrible. Like yeah. I felt like a failure as a husband and as a father um, going through that. Mm -hmm. But I knew that like there was, I, I knew that that's where I needed to be. I knew that that was my contribution. Um, and so the first major failure of sales was feeling like sales was convincing people of things. It's not, it has nothing to do with that. It's, do you have the ability to make someone's life better? Um, then go do it. And, and, you know, yeah, I mean, you got to, you know, it's a, you can't do everything for free. Um, so eventually you're going to say, well, listen, you know, I'd love to do this. And I'm willing to invest into you if you're willing to invest into this. Um, so here's what I can do. Let's get the ball rolling. Um, and then, you know, yeah, you know, my team doesn't work for free. I got to pay them. And so, you know, this, this is the cost of our service and we've designed it. So it should have a you know, ideally we have a good positive return on investment. So, so my first failure was with uh, one of my businesses a long time ago was a blog before there was such things as blogs. And, I, and part of that is I actually owned a small town newspaper for a little while. I started one up. I was like, what the heck? May as well. And that was a horrible business to start, by the way. Um, but I was afraid of sales because I thought sales was just convincing people of things. Mm -hmm. um, that was horrible. I was terrible at it. I was afraid of it. Uh, ended up, at, you know, hiring a salesperson that ultimately was stealing from me. And, and we went out of business big time because of, you know, because of that. And then, you know, most recently too, um, like I, listen, I could do, I could do lead gen, like lead gen to me is like, I, it couldn't be easier. Like I can create an infinite number of people to talk with um, and, and have really great relationships and build really strong relationships with that. Like I could, I could do that like nobody's business. Um, but, uh, you know, getting 
and I'm, I'm a nice person, but, and I love having great relationships with people, but I, I, I still today is, you know, I'd say at times I f- kind of freeze up on asking for the business and it's ridiculous because, you know, the reality is like, I cannot give someone my highest value that I can give them unless we activate the things. And so, um, so that's actually something that we've improved on over the past six months where now, yeah, you'll, we got that system down. And I'll tell you that a lot of it is just, you know, the, just the phrase, just go ahead and start getting to work for them. And just like, if they express a buying signal, cool, let's get you in the system. You know, you don't have to punch in your billing information right now. We'll get to that later. Just, and, and so that way they're like, oh, okay. And so, so someone has to lead in the relationship. And if you're dealing with busy business owners, like they need, they need an expert. They need a consultant. They need someone to say, well, listen, I don't do this every day, but you do do this every day. So we'll kind of like, I don't dance the cha-cha. You dance the cha-cha. So you lead, I'll follow and we'll dance the cha-cha together. I guess. I don't know what, I don't know what (laughs) cha-cha dancing is. I don't even know what that is. (laughs) It sounds cool though. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> that's Danny Zuko's uh, the other the other his former girlfriend in Greece, Cha Cha Rodriguez. <laughs> <laughs> so that that's cool. I mean, that, I appreciate you telling us the story of the, the bankruptcies and yeah. living with your in laws. Like, how do you? For, well, I got a question on that. Like, going through that, like you said, you kind of felt. Whatever, I don't know the exact words. You just felt like a loser, right? Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> like. How do you put it mildly, I should yeah, say. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> How do you pick yourself up? What did, like, can you take me through a little bit of, like, like that brain work there? And, and yeah. Were you just like, this is, you know what? We're stuck here today, but not tomorrow. Well, so here's the thing. You got two options, right? You can either give up, which... Yeah, curl up in a wall. You know, yeah. And and it's like, I felt like Richard Gere from An Officer and Gentleman, you know, when he's out on the balcony, he's like, I got nowhere else to go. <laughs> you know, it's kind of like that. It's like, if, if your back's against the wall, it's not my preferred way of doing business. But, you know, if not me, who? And if not when, you know, if not now, when? Yeah. Like, it, it's that sort of a situation. So it's like, listen, you know, and I'm going to talk to my, my, you know, my fellow business owners right now. It's like, you know, at some point you just got to, you got to do the really, really uncomfortable thing. But here's the thing. Here's the thing. If you'll do that, this provides you now, when you do those incredible, remarkable, remarkable things, when you pull it out and you solve a major problem like that, now this gives you a frame of reference. It's a gift that you will forever be able to use because you'll be able to say, if I can do that, that incredible, remarkable thing, I can definitely do this thing. And so, um, so try to rack up remarkable things in your life, jumping out of airplanes, you know, uh, you know, I remember I had a fear of heights for a while. So I did this ropes course and I climbed to the top of this really tall tree. Um, you know, I was tethered in and stuff, but you know, I jumped off this perfectly good tree to try and reach this ring. And I kept, I've used that one a lot. If I can do that, I can do this, you know, one month, you know, one of my businesses, I made 30 sales in a month, which like tripled my best month ever. How did I do that? Well, it was a do or die kind of attitude. And so I think back to this, like, man, if I could do that, I can do this thing. And so that's, that's why I always use those words when I've got a task that's, you know, feels like a big one. And there are a lot of big tasks with us business owners. Like I get it. Like you have 
it's just, you know, you're going to have one thing to another. And listen, here's the, here's the other good news. You get paid in relation to the size of the problems that you solve. You small, solve small problems, you get paid small money. You solve big problems, you get paid big money. Yeah, that's, that's great advice. Listeners, I mean, think about that. If you're solving just these small problems that really probably everybody else can solve as well, you're going to get small results. But if, if you solve big problems, and, and I can relate that, you can relate that to a lot of things. And, and most of my listeners are, you know, real estate investors. And look, if you can solve big problems, if you've got properties with big problems, if you've got big properties, you're going to get big results. But if you take it and solve just little problems, that's what you're going to get. Mm-hmm. So uh, awesome. awesome. Well place. spoken, my friend. So, well, you said it. I just repeated it. That's it. <laughs> well, well regurgitated, my friend. <laughs> so Josh, where are you taking your businesses? Kind of what is this going to look like? How, how are you growing it? What are you doing? What are you trying to do. Yeah, you know, and it's interesting how things evolve in business. And I'm sure you've experienced this and other people have experienced this. I just had a conversation with someone like, man, I had no idea I was going to be here. And I'm like, yeah, you know, if you told me that today, you know, I was, you know, believe it or not. So like with Up My Influence, you know, our biggest work has been, you know, taking uh, entrepreneurs and turning them into media celebrities, um, mm-hmm. you know, getting them seen and celebrated for their work. Well, we've been very successful at that. And so part of thing, you know, part of the thing that we built along the way is this sales system. That's just like, it works better than anything I've ever seen on the planet. And so, uh, we're, we're outselling. So we now, so we have our, all of our media stuff that we do, but like, so we actually go in and we actually will become someone's de facto sales department. In other words, for the lead gen and setting up all the development, setting up the whole system for them. Um, that product right now is outselling our second best selling product by three to four times. And that shocks me. I mean, that, that we, I had no intention of getting into this business. We've just gotten really good at this thing. And this thing happens to be a huge moneymaker for our clients once we get it all set up for them. So yeah. So today I'm kind of like, uh, you know, we've been this kind of pseudo, uh, you know, PR, uh, service, uh, not really an agency, but you know, more of a service provider. And, but today, like we're, we're really doing more, sales development for our clients than anything else. Yeah, that's cool. It's fun to see like your business just evolve in, in some things yep. that you didn't even ever intend. Like I'm doing this, I'm doing a lot of multifamily coaching now and I never, never intended it. Mm. In fact, when I first started in this business and having a lot of success, people would ask me, hey, do you do any mentoring or anything like that? I'd say, yeah. no, 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 no. I used to be a high school teacher. And it's just oh my so funny how it like came full circle now. And I'm now doing this and really having a lot of fun, but never would have thought, like never nah. would have thought. It's, it's, it's funny how these, your businesses evolve. How do you give back? Yeah, you know, there would be no up my influence today if it weren't <laughs> for giving back. Yeah. Um, and, and so with Savings Angel, so I had gotten, you know, 2000 media appearances doing that. So I just started serving in our local startup community um, with SBDC and with other uh, kind of local NEC um, score um, uh, uh, 
uh, Hispanic Chamber of Commerce, um, African-American business, veteran, a lot of veteran-owned business charity um, that I've participated in. So I give a lot, you know, I try to give, you know, ideally, like my ideal scenario is where I'm taking about 10% of my effort and it's mm -hmm. just noble doing good things for good people who have absolutely no way of paying me. Yeah. Um, and so I try to, you know, I, that's how I try to spend each week is like, what more good in the world can I do today? And absolutely ask no money in return. So that, and it was because of, you know, I was doing workshops and mentoring and all this other stuff. And then I had you know, just through kind of networking, people are like, well, wait a minute, can I just hire you to do that? And I'm like, oh, um, well, I wasn't planning on that, but okay. And so, you know, our, our, their nature of giving is going to just provide opportunities you never would have thought possible. Yeah. But if you're not taking the time to be charitable, you'll never know. So even if you like, you want to be a, a speaker, for example, go speak for free for a year and just speak in as many and don't charge any money. Try to aim for ones that are more charitable in nature. Even if it's small potatoes, you're going to be refining your message. You're going to be getting better and better at this. You're circulating, you're, you know, bumping into other speakers and it's just the nature of doing that. And again, do, don't worry about the money associated with. So you got to, you know, take, make sure your uh, things are taken care of some other way, yeah. but man, yeah. watch what happens by the end of that year. By the end of the year, um, yeah, I'd be surprised if you didn't have a really nice little part-time business going as a result of that. Yeah, that's that's really cool. I mean, uh, first of all, thanks a lot for for doing what you're doing. That, that's awesome, giving back. And people should be looking at that, like, what ways can I give back? And you're giving back in ways that are super powerful, not expecting anything in return. But it, it also ends up being you get stuff in return um, as, as part of it. And we always do, no matter how yeah. we give, we always get something back in return, even though we don't like that might not be our first intention. Yep. Um, all right. So we've got, we're on a time crunch. I, I want to be respectful of your day. So I want to, I want to wrap us up. I've got a couple last questions. You've mentioned a couple books. Is there another book that you would recommend to our audience? One of your favorite books that they can read? You know, in terms of books that have uh, impacted me, I, you know, especially over the past couple of years, I would say Bob Berg's The Go-Giver Sells More. Maybe you could read the original, The Go-Giver. Um, but if, if, if you're, one of your bigger focuses for this year is how can I increase revenue? It's a great book. Um, and, you know, by the way, if you want a friend to kind of talk about that book with, and you're kind of, you know, you're moving along in business, you're like, okay, well, we already kind of have this thing going. How can we adopt more of this? Dude, just grab some time with me and I'm happy to, you know, share with you like all the nitty gritty details on like how we've implemented some of these things. Cause you know, you also want to be concerned about, you know, oh, we're going to lose business. We're going to lose revenue. And mm -hmm. I've been through all that stuff. And I'm happy to, like, I try to be as transparent as possible in business. Um, so I'm happy to, you know, if someone wants to have a little book club with me, I'm happy to chat with you. <laughs> well, I might have to take you up on that. I'm going to yeah. go to Amazon and go, go buy that book. And then uh, maybe, maybe you and I will have some chats. <laughs> Bob's a great guy. I've had the opportunity. Go grab, see if you can grab an interview with him. He's a good oh, guy. Um, and uh, I, I just, I, I think it's a great philosophy for all of us to live. Um, awesome. And what's nice about this is, it'll change the way you live day to day as well. So you wake up in the morning, you know, your feet hit the ground and, you know, instead of saying, Oh, who am I going to sell to today? You can say, instead, it's like, 
you know, who can I serve today? And the natural outcome of a lot of that service is going to be business. That's yeah. cool. But you don't yeah. have to stress about that. That's the natural outcome of that. It's like, um, and also you're going to find that people are going to relax around you. Like I get, I still like every day I get these DMs and you know what they're doing. Like you could tell that yeah. they're, eh, they're just trying to sell me. Yeah. And like you could feel that. But if you truly have the heart of a servant and that's really your ask, you know, people are going to be like, cool. Yeah. Yeah. I'd love to, you know, I'd love to have a call with you or whatever. Right. And so that's the idea. Um, it's just, people are going to relax around you. They're going to trust you more. They're going to feel your authenticity and just good stuff will happen in business. Yeah. I always tell people that are trying to, to try to raise money in my business, um, you know, for, for apartment buildings for whatever. Yeah. Um, you know, you're not asking for money. If you're asking for money, you're not going to get the money. You sound yeah. desperate. You sound needy. Who wants to invest with somebody who's needy and desperate? That sounds right. like a disaster waiting to happen. Right. But if you are providing them and offering them a fantastic opportunity to invest in a safe, secure real estate transaction, that sounds a lot different than, hey, I'm looking for money for my next deal, do you want to, you know, invest it with me? Yeah. You know, that no, you're right. Because in that sense, what you would be doing is you'd be talking about something new that they can get into as opposed to solving a problem yeah. for them. So people yeah. will move heaven and earth to solve a problem. Yeah. Um, so their problem may be, hey, I money. don't like my current, <laughs> I'm, I'm not earning yeah. enough in my passive revenue right now. I'm missing the mark or someone is, someone else is doing so much better than me because I keep on missing opportunities. And so you're solving that problem for them. Um, huge, huge. And it's, you, but it's a mindset shift. Stop thinking about yourself. Stop thinking about, you know, something new that they're going to get into or do or busy themselves right. with. Right. Uh, but instead think about what's the problem you are solving for them. Speak yeah. that language. Yeah, definitely. For us, it's obscurity, right? It sucks. It sucks to see other people get recognized and celebrated and they get the speaking invites. They get all the accolades. They're getting in these, you know, 30 under 30 and all these other lists and you're not. Well, why not? Well, I could tell you why not, and I can fix that problem for you. Hmm. So that's, it's a much better uh, approach to come yeah. from because I, I want to solve people's problems rather than get them started on something more work. <laughs> right, right, right. Last question. Uh, this is one of my favorite ones. I get so many different responses to this. Uh, what are your three pillars of wealth creation? You know, for me, I'm very much a B quadrant. You know, uh, you know, I have a vision for me. I have a vision for my clients. I have a vision for my employees and or my team members. Because I have a vision for them, we as a team can do so much more than me by myself. Mm. So that's my first one is make your team's dreams come true and focus on their needs and as a result, you know, it's kind of like to help people get what they want, you'll get what you yeah. want. So that's definitely one of them for sure. Um, you know, the other thing is you got to surround. So number two would be surround yourself with experts and don't be cheap on this. Stop with it. Like I get scarcity mindset. Like I've been there. I've been, you know, I'm a frugal guy. Like I love to make sure I'm getting max value. But one thing you can't cheap out on is you will get uh, the quality of, of the advice that you get is going to be relation generally to the investment that you make. So you make small investments, 
you're going to get lower quality advice. It's just not going to, it, and it might be the same advice, but it's not given with the same experience. Mm. And so it's like, why, you know, when you hire a plumber to come over and you pay him a hundred bucks and it, the job only takes him five minutes, you're not making, you're not paying him a hundred dollars for five minutes of work. You're paying him for, you know, 20 years of experience and knowing exactly what to do so yeah. that that five minutes is exactly what you need. Yeah. And so that's number two. Number three would be you also need to make investments into what's up here. 95% of the success or failure of a business will come down to the mentality, the mindset of the business owner. That's Tony Robbins stuff. I've been able to speak with the uh, Tony Robbins organization in, in the kind of the business mastery community. And that's one thing he talks about a lot. So the fact that someone's listening to this conversation or watching this conversation right now, you're in the right place. You got to keep learning from people who have experience so that you don't have to make their mistakes. Don't make my mistakes. <laughs> I'll help you shortcut some of that stuff. So just keep learning from people. Um, don't be afraid to invest in, in your mind uh, because at the end of the day, how you answer and how you solve certain problems is going to make the difference between that, you know, getting that extra, you know, that extra property or not, and, you know, being able to flip that or whatever you're, you know, just getting the thing that someone else did not able to get because you had the wisdom and the experience to know how to get that thing. Awesome. Awesome stuff. You know, this has been a lot of fun, uh, Josh, having you on the show. Really appreciate it. You've added so much value to me and to my listeners. Definitely appreciate it. How can our listeners get in touch with you, learn more about what you got going on uh, and yeah. hear what you got to say? Yeah. So two things. Um, if there's anybody who's listening to this and, and they're already doing six figures or more in their own, you know, real estate investment or their own business. Uh, listen, I would love to share your story to my own audience on the Thoughtful Entrepreneur podcast. So just go to upmyinfluence.com slash guest. And, um, and then just do a quick 15 minute interview, pre-interview with Elisa. And we'd love to celebrate your story to our audience. Um, number two, if you're not quite at that level, not a problem. Like we can, I'd love to help you get there pro bono. So if you go to up my influence down in the lower left-hand corner would be all of our socials. Um, YouTube would be one where, you know, I give away, I listen, I've seen all the courses for all the you know, get PR now, publicity, blah, 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 blah. Like I've seen all their stuff they're selling. I give it away for free. <laughs> and, you know, take my 2000 media appearances worth of experience and my YouTube channel alone, like the quality of the videos and the, the advice that I dispense at, at no cost, just plug into that. Like that's all free. And I'll never even know you were there. If it's someday <laughs> you want to reach out and say hi, then of course I'd love to hear from you. Yeah, awesome. 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 Well, appreciate it, Josh. You have a fantastic rest of the day. Todd, thank you so much. Hey, thanks so much for listening. I appreciate you being a loyal listener. Say, I would love to have you go on to our Facebook page and subscribe. Uh, give us a thumbs up. Go on to iTunes or wherever you listen and give us a rating and review. Don't forget to subscribe. But your rating and review just helps us push this out to more and more people and continue to grow our audience and hopefully positively affect a ton of people out there that really need this and, and want this. So uh, the other thing I've got for you is a free ebook on my website. So go on to venture D 
VentureDeepProperties.com, VentureDeepProperties.com, and download our free ebook on real estate and on syndication. And I've got some data points in there, some really good stuff for you. So I'd love to have you take a look at that. It's free. I'm not expecting anything from it. Uh, and, and also, look, if you want some help in multifamily, want some help learning, growing, getting your business off the ground, I would love to talk to you about what it would look like uh, to work with me potentially and see if that's a good fit. So you can go to coachwithdex.com and check that out, and uh, we can definitely have a, uh, a call. Thanks a lot for listening. You make it a fantastic rest of the day. I'll catch you on the next episode.